Blog Talk Radio. Of experiencing 
making the Yoruba land or the new nation, as it was first called, into Yoruba land in America. And I'm speaking of the famous Otunje village, where there is a royal kingdom of the people that claim and aspire to return to their roots. We was given the opportunity to return to their roots. Now, I'm still waiting for Chief Baba Oni Shango Adefumi to come on the line, but I want to say Chief in her title covers the royal Shango to the king. So that means that she is in the king's entourage, and she's a royal person. Well, not even person, because Ia and Baba lets us know, and I have to correct it, it's not just Chief Baba, it's Chief Ia Baba, Oni Shango Adefumi, the royal Shango to the king. And I definitely, definitely uh, am honored because I didn't know that women that are Shango, uh, uh, just recently I learned this, that women are not considered daughters of Shango, but they are the sons of Shango. So she is Ia, Chief Ia Baba, which means she's mother and father crown of Shango. And it is a blessing to have her in the space of sharing her story, which starts in 1971. So I'm not the one to do her story, but I'm going to ask some of the people online that may be familiar with her uh, to uh, share some of their um, insights. So I have um, Baba Baba Fayemi? Ashe? Yes, ma'am. Ashe. So do you uh, know uh, about Chief Ia Baba Onishango Adefumi? Do you know about the royal Shango to the king? Have you heard about her before? Yes, yeah, but at this point, I'm going to sit and listen and let Yeye tell her own story. All right. She didn't get on yet, so I think she's having problems because I just spoke to her. So I'm okay. going to, you know, just really just keep the conversation light, not for you to tell her journey, but maybe to share with us how you know her and, you know, um, any antidote that you want to share is fine. Uh, um, I best way I can say is that we I think we need to wait for her to come before if she is of a royal line you don't speak before a royal line you have to wait for a royal line to speak and then you speak. So oh, I, I would say that that maybe we need to speak about Shango or uh, speak about uh, the lineage of Shango and what Shango is. Versus speaking about royalty. If royalty has not come in, you don't speak before them. You speak after them. Oh, I say. Well, you know, protocol is everything. 
and you're sharing with me protocol as an American of African ancestry living here, I, I was not, and not being a Shango myself, not aware of the various protocols. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. So let's talk Shango. Let's um, talk about the line because there's been various different uh, Patakis or stories about Shango, which manifest uh, much abundance, you know, in terms of who Shango is. So whom do you... Whom do you... um, or which story do you like to share about Shango? Because uh, I know I have a preference. Yeah, yeah. I'm a priest of Ifam of Babalao, and I also have Shango. I was initiated to Shango in um, Irabaji, Nigeria, Ile Opatola. Um, I received Shango back in 2000, you hear me, 2000, uh, 2009. Um, and Shango is a powerful Orisha. Um, I celebrate Shango out of Oyo. So the lineage of Shango is Shango ruled in Oyo. Uh, I don't want to go into a whole big dissertation because I actually am waiting the arrival of uh, I call she her is her. here. She is uh, here, I say. Yeah, and yeah, I want to introduce the the her Excellency Chief Baba Ia Baba Oni Shango Adefumi, the Royal Shango to the King. Welcome, 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 Queen. What to say? Honored for you to be here and to share your journey with us because there are a lot of people that would aspire to get their riches and to be. Um, you know, in, involved in the spirituality, but really not knowing uh, a lot of the ins and outs and how it um, manifests into being the royal shango to the king, I say. So I'm going to be say? quiet and let you uh, speak and begin your um, sharing of your experiences. And I want to start from the beginning in 1971. Okay. Well, um, in 1970, a little before 1971, uh, my journey started. I became aware of Yoruba culture one night. The story is one night I was out having a very good time. All of a sudden, I got bored with having a good time. So I said, well, I guess I'll just go on home. So I went to get a cab to go home, and I heard these drums beating on 7th Avenue around about 119th Street. And these drums were beating and beating and beating, and I heard these drums, and I started to follow these drums. Something made me follow these drums to see what was going on. When I got there, there was uh, the Yoruba Temple. And inside the temple, they were doing sacrifices. Things were a little more open up then than here. We're doing sacrifices than it is now. They were doing sacrifices, and uh, there was uh, 
my godfather, uh, bye-bye Nana old surgeon, he was sitting in a cage reading people, and everybody had on white, and uh, chickens were being sacrificed. I said, let me go in here. Candles were burning. I'm going in here and find out, check out what's going on. So when I went in and I started talking to surgeon, I immediately said, I want to be a part of this when we finished our little conversation. He said, oh, my dear, he said, that's wonderful. We don't get many people who just walk in like that and just want to be a part. Sit down, I'm going to read you. He read me, and uh, and uh, he says, oh, he said, you came far for this religion. He says, well, your name is going to be Fabumi, which means you came far for this religion. He gave me my name, and uh, so I asked how I could be a part. He said, well, you will now have to take off. All of those clothes you have on that are European and you must start to wear uh, Yoruba clothes. So I've been wearing Yoruba clothes now for the past 45 years. I see. And he said, you may keep your 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 jewelry, you know, and your furs, but those mini skirts got to come off. <laughs> so uh, I said, well, he said, you'll have to get some African attire. So I said, well, I don't know anything about African attire, and where would I get it? And so he says, well, my wife, she makes them, and she will make you some clothes. And uh, so I said, well, fine, I would like to be initiated. So that following Sunday, everything was very fast for me. I got into religion very fast in my journey. And I took off my uh, uh, European clothes, and uh, I had my uh, whites made up, and I was initiated, had my leke ceremony. And uh, got my uh, warriors, and uh, I brought myself and my two children in, and my brother, and I was in. The next thing I knew, I was in, and I was practicing. During that time, uh, my godfather was having a lot of trouble initiating because of the Cubans and the Puerto Ricans. They all said that the blacks wouldn't respect it, and he was getting a lot of problems, and his life threatened. Uh, mm. Given the religion to us blacks. So he was going to take us to Africa and get us made. A few of us who were founders at that time. Original founders. Original founders at that time. It was just only a handful of us. And uh, so we got our money together. We chartered our planes and everything. We were going to Africa to be made. Well, we couldn't get made in Africa because they was having to be after a war at that time. So they weren't letting anyone in. They weren't letting anyone out. Mm. Therefore, we couldn't get made in Africa. So he said, well, okay, I'm going to make this little handful that I've got. But uh, you're all going to have your warriors, and then you'll just come on down. We're going to have this. We're going to come on down to the new nation, and we will uh, make you down there in uh, South Carolina. And uh, he was more or less being threatened, you know, so he left. We got the money together for him to leave and the money for him to go down and start the new nation, which is now called Olotunji Village. So uh, we went, we got made, we came back, and, you know, uh, every Sunday we used to put, before that, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, before that we used to put money every Sunday for the new nation. Every Sunday when we go to the temples. We were putting money. I plan on residing the new uh, temple here in uh, New York 
uh, and uh, giving it the original name, which is the Gods of Africa Yoruba Temple here in Harlem. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, revise that here in uh, New York in honor of my Godfather Baba Nana Osirjeman Number One. Okay. Okay, and so uh, we went down, we got made and everything like that, and then the village took off, you know. Um, I became the, uh, in 71, I got initiated. In 72, uh, I became the uh, Royal Shango to the king, which was my first title. And I became that, and um, and I went on from there, and uh, I was initiated into the Egungung, uh Society, and uh, went on from there, and my life went on, and I was always a part of the village, and uh, backwards and forwards, going backwards and forwards a few times, and uh, I have lived to see... <laughs> what the village has become and what it is becoming, you know? Some good force, some bad force is what I can see, but I don't try to make any <laughs> uh, big discussion on that. However, I'm okay. just moving on with my life and the life of Yoruba as best I can. Well, I would like you to um, uh, go back and Please let us know what were you doing in your life at that time that you discovered the drums. And <laughs> one of the Patakis I know is about Chango and the drums. <laughs> yes, so yes, the Chango yes, spirit, Chango. I say. So share with us what you're doing. I'm going to um, put a picture up, you know, online. I was living a very fast street life, and uh, I was one of the one of a big time hustler in New York City. Uh, I was married to a gentleman who was in the Nicky Barnes crew, and he was a lieutenant there. So I lived a very fast life before that, but I gave all that up when I came to Yoruba culture. That's the life I was living. So, what what in your mind when you you change you you because you, you said you went real fast. Mm-hmm. What what gave you the courage? Because it took a lot of courage. Because at that time, anything that was outside of a Christian motif for black people mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. frowned on. Well, the the spirit took over the courage. The spirit that drove me to Yoruba culture, and I have been loyal to it, faithful to it, the spirit just took me over and took over all other devices. So since you was living a fast life, how did you... um, how did you handle the transition in terms of living a Yoruba life? And I want you to do two things. I want you first to give the family or audience 
uh, idea of the type of life that a Yoruba lives or lived at that time in the, you know, new nation in, in trying okay. to build. Okay. Uh, we lived um, very much like they live in Africa, very much to the earth. We lived in huts. We had no electricity. We had no, uh, we had, we had wood burning cook stoves. We cooked on the outside. We, uh, we, we, we worship, you know, we had little temples and things like that built, uh, that my, uh, godfather was building at times, but we lived very much, uh, close to the land and, uh, did our sacrifices and had our ceremonies and did, we lived very much the way traditionally lived in Africa. Wow. That is the way we live. That is the way we live. And we were very happy. And uh, everybody had, they had e-lays, they had compounds. They would, uh, uh, you would bring your uh, your people out. You would bring your your, your ancestors out and, and parade your ancestors on the land and have a big feast. I had a big feast for my ancestors and fed the whole village of Ram. And uh, we had a wonderful time. It was a time of happiness, peace, and uh, uh, a lot of uh, family life at that time. A lot of love for each other. A lot of love for each other. Lots of love, you know? Because y'all had to make it together. Lots of loyalty. So y'all had to make it together so that everybody depended on everybody. Yes, yes. Everybody depended on everybody. We were not allowed by the king to receive welfare. We could receive food stamps, but we could not receive welfare. We all lived by making out sewing. We lived by our wits and by what we knew how to do. We knew how to, the women had to know how to sew, you know, and, and, and make, make things. And, and, and men did the, the land and growing stuff and our vegetables and things like that. And, we just that's how we lived and and the sacrifices we ate all our sacrifices. We ate sacrificial meat. Okay. So nothing went to waste. Nothing went to waste. Because we didn't have anything to waste. You know, so, we didn't have anything to waste. So like, okay, uh your your hygiene and stuff, going to the restroom and all of that, how would y'all handle that living in a t- a, a tent? We handle it just well, like hunt. people in the South handle it. They handle they use like people in the country they use big tin tubs to take their baths. And we took our baths in tin tubs. We had pumps, we had water pumps uh in the village, uh, in certain spots of the village and uh, we would take our our draw our water, bring our water back to our homes, our E days and take our baths and clean our homes and uh uh, hygiene was, I think, uh, fairly good there, really good for uh, the way that we chose to live. So you said you took your two children. How old were they at that time? Well, uh, my two children uh, uh, were very young. I mean, uh, uh, nine, eight, but I didn't take my children there with me. My children did not go with me. My grandson was with me. My grandson was with me, and he uh, um, 
got his uh, tribal marks and his name, Old Kinja, the king who fights. And uh, all of this was given to us by. Hello. Yes, that that was that that last remark was missed. You said you got he got all of his uh, things. He got his name and uh, kind of missed what you said after that. Oh, bear with us, um, community. We have um, dropped the call. I'm sure that Chief Ia Baba Oni Shango Adefumi, the royal Shango to the king, will call back. But how amazing is her story? I mean, the sacrifice that it had to take to give up what you know, you know, and, and all the things that you have been about in your life and change. That's how strong that drum of Shango just allowed that beauty to come out, Ashe. So our chief is back. Ashe, Oh, chief. sorry, I got cut off. That's okay. That's okay. We, we, we with you. I was just sharing with the family of our audience to let them know that it took a lot of courage and it took a lot of sacrifice in order to go into a situation of newness and to become, you know, pretty much back to the earth, mm-hmm. you know, for your substance. That was so mm-hmm. hard because we live a modern life. And yeah. I don't know that many people that would be willing to sacrifice themselves. That's to, true, but it was the spirit of Shango. It was the spirit of Shango. The spirit is a very powerful thing. You know? It's very powerful. Shango is a very powerful uh, research. And uh, he just had my head and my heart all the way. I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Shango, I said, is a very powerful research. And he had my head and my heart all the way. It was the power of Shango, you know? I say. I say. Yes. I say. And, you know, that that life experience is so invaluable because it has created a wave of a new generation of believers in Yoruba, myself included. It's so admirable to be able to trust that you're going to be all right. And 45 years later, you are more than all right. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you're a I queen. Think I, I, think I, I think I more than, more than anything earned my time. I think I earned So, So were the women and the men separated within the village and where were the children? How did you uh, instruct the children? I we lived by family. The men lived on top of the They had more than one wife. Uh, you know, we could be the killing. So if there was more than one wife, 
each white pack are only in Chile on the top. And they all raise children and everything together. Oh, excuse me, Chief. I I didn't catch your last remarks, and perhaps if you're on speakerphone, you might want to take it off and put it No, on. I'm not on speakerphone, my dear. What I oh. said was um, uh, everybody lives on compounds with their family, and they believe in, we believe in polygamy. So if you had more than one wife, she would have uh, her only elate on the compound. Everybody will have, you know, their own little ELA on the compound. Okay, so but for clarification. Oh, I see. I was always uh, lived in the Royal Arpine. I didn't have a husband because I'm married to Sean Go. So I I never lived in town with the people. Oh, I say. And could you explain uh, how that comes to be that you as married to Shango, because I've I've met people that are married to Ifa, uh-huh. but never Shango. So I'd, I'd okay. really like you to explain that. Okay. And my Ifa came up that I cannot take a husband because I am the wife of Shango. Shango takes me for his wife. So I was a ward of the king. And uh, that's how I lived, the ward of the king in the king. And uh, since I couldn't have a husband that's why I became uh, in the clan or all the things. I hate to ask you to repeat that again, but that's not coming clear. That's how I be Okay. You asked me how did I become the wife of John Go. Yes. It was read in my e that okay. I could never be married because I was the wife of John Go. I was married to John Go. So, therefore, I couldn't take a husband. And so, therefore, I had to live in the Argentine under the protection of the king because I couldn't oh, have a husband. Okay. So, therefore, the king had to give me his last name, which he did. How I became and the king's come as all the things. I say, wow. That is. And that's so, awesome. Your Highness, Your Highness, who is named now, uh, I was like, uh, I'm a real kid because he took over his father's domain. And so now I'm a ward of 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 your height. Oh, I see. Mhm. Mhm. Yes. So. Wow, that was really an honor. Being the wife of Shango go in Africa, if you sneak off and marry a man, you they they can't kill you. They can't what you? They can kill you if you sneak off and get married. If you're the wife of Shango. And you marry a man, they take you together and kill So they could kill you if you sneak off and marry a man. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that is so much pressure because as a you're young Because you already woman. married to Sean Doe. You're married to Alicia. 
So that that entails you doing most of your day spending doing work for Shango or the whole well, village. Well, I mean, uh, I, I'm a Shango worshiper, of, of course, you know. Um, and, of course, I uh, but, I mean, I work for the village and, and myself and Shango and the other Orisa, too. Oh, so it was collective. Yes, of course. And, uh, and uh, I have quite a few of these. I don't do that, Shango. I got Obama, I got Ifa. I mean, uh, I got Ifa. And uh, I'm in a peck of tea. I have uh, Obama, I have Yemanja, I have Shango, I have Orokun. Uh, I have something that we should go to, not just Shango. Oh, I say. So um I guess I guess I was trying to gain some understanding in terms of protocol and how uh being the wife of Shango uh precludes you from you know as a young woman cuz you was young in those days and mm-hmm. you know to handle that kind of pressure the way, the way that it was explained to me by my godfather I can have any man in the village that I want to have sex with him with last year, any man, anybody first. But I could never get married. Okay. I say. That's how that But naturally, I mean, I mean, you know, I didn't choose, you know, to go that way completely 101%. I mean, I might have chose one or two persons that I cared or, or thought I could, you know, associate myself with and did that. But, you know, it wasn't like I was running out everybody's husband to do it. No. That does make a difference, though. It does. But yes, um, it does. I can imagine that, um, you know, coming together, trying to create something collectively, of course, there's going to be, you know, uh, times when people are tried for their loyalty and for their commitment to building the nation. And as mm-hmm. you called it, the new nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it so, is called old village now. But, uh, uh, nothing's the same. Nothing's the same because time changed. Uh, you have a much younger group, and you're calling uh, elders uh, an elder is, and a senior are two different categories. A senior is in their, uh, see where there are any 70, I'm the oldest woman in the village. I don't see where there are any really elders in the village, but, I mean, somebody has to, uh, you know, stand up for being the elder. So it's the people that are in their 50s and 60s that are saying they're elders of the village. I didn't I didn't hear you really clear what you just said. them on uh i'm i'm riveted you know your story is 
is so um, magnificent and marvelous because it is a, I do pray to you because it is really a lesson for all of us. But we have uh, several people online, and um, I'm well, asking everyone to. to uh, it's really, uh, it's uh, amazing that people outside of the village have recognized me, you know, and uh, 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 recognize me for who I am and what I am and think enough of me uh, to start to bring my legacy, you know, uh, time takes care of everything and it's not taking care of me. And uh, I appreciate because uh, I have gotten more interest showed in some people outside of the village as far as who I am and what I am and what I stand for than I have in the village. So I thank you for that. Well, I appreciate that, and I want to say that your story is one that has to be told because there are mm-hmm. too many of us that are in the tradition that seek our elders that uh, need to know how we can improve what y'all already did. I say. I say. So I have opened up the lines, Baba. If you want to speak, I've opened up your lines. Um, if anybody wants to ask uh, Chief Iababa Oni Shango Adefumi, the Royal Shango, to the king, any questions? Ashe. Ashe. Uh, yeah, it is a great honor to hear you in cyberspace. And um, we hope that it is we have very clear recording of your majesty. Ashe. Of your beginning. <laughs> and um, as a daughter, hey, Kavyasi, Sagoma, Ashe. Ashe. And so, Ia, we are very thankful that you are representing our Godfather, the King who came and born King and came and brought and connected us back to our sacred initiations, our initiations. And it's because of you, we we continue to dream because you are the beginning of the dream. You are our husband. And we thank you. And we ask that Oladumare continue to give long life so it is that we will live out the dream, we will realize the vision of our Oba Adefumi. Long live our king, Adefumi. Ia Baba Shongo, Adupwe, my sweetie. I love you so much. I love you so much. Modupwe, my only old tune. We will open up the mic for the Ia, the Ia there, our uh, crown writer, our sister Sangoma, Ia Oladoye. Please, uh, we open Eka, up to Eka 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 And so you took the words out of our mouth. Uh, it was very and we thought as we were hearing it again, of course, we have heard that and so much more. So we hope and pray. You know, we're thankful to the ancestors of the host of this show and humbly pray that they are archives and the proper recording of the story. Uh, which it is only really a drop in the bucket. And uh, it's cherished, cherished, cherished history that we underline the life and the legacy in the building and in the living with Ia Baba Oni Shango. Uh, We're so thankful to this particular 
path of destiny because this is a, a wonderful opportunity for the audience to hear such a story, truly, of um, those on the front lines back in a time when many of the people now, you know, have no remembrance unless they see it on YouTube, maybe. But, um, yeah, but when we um, first came across uh, the history ourselves of the Ia uh, Baba Onishango, and we are going to encourage all to seek out the uh, Great Benin Films production of It's Been Poetry because there's an interview in there with the Iababa that we saw, of course, uh, doing inside Oyotunji and working on the various films, film works with the Aba. And we were just captivated. We were stopped in our tracks to listen to the parts of the story. And so, you know, for, for young people now who are awakening to their remembrance, of their African souls, it behooves us all to really hear um, what what comes up in a person, as as our host has asked, what comes up in a person that um, gives you that spirit of Niashekan Ki, just compelled by mm-hmm. a spiritual force that you cannot resist to serve mm-hmm. not only a king or a kingdom, say, but the culture from which you come from. And this then, when we see uh, the life of this beautiful Ia as a merchant marine and a New York hustler, we come from New York. We know we said, wow, what is that? That you say, well, this ain't serving nobody on the streets. I'm going to put all of my um, power that Shango has given this Ia and her wealth up behind this gentleman here who is moving ahead of uh, Negroes that must come out of the the slavery, the mental slavery that was moving in our country at that time. And uh, this and a lot more is who the EIA is. So I concur uh, wholeheartedly with everyone that we have truly been blessed to hear the voice and the wisdom of this EIA. And may she have long life, long life. I do pray. No, do pray, EIA. No, do pray, EIA. And I thank you for everything that you have done. I thank you for all the good things you have said about me. And mm-hmm. uh, I thank you for those for uh, being in my corner and for being my left hand and my spiritual guide. I say. I do pray, yo. I say. Well, I would like to um, also take this time to let everyone know uh, or remind everybody because Chief Iababa Oni Shango Adefumi, the royal Shango to the king. And I keep saying that because that is very important to me to remember that it is a royal lineage and that we do have protocols and we must return to our values that we had before we came and, um, you know, was was slaves here and still continue to be slaves within a lot of the issues you know, that's around us. Baba, did you want to say something? Hello? Yes. Baba? Hello, Fia. To all. Yeah, yeah. Kao Kabi SEO. Kao Kabi SEO. Ima Sheo Shun. 
Ibashe to all of the beautiful women of of the lineage of Oba Sergeant. Uh the king Hashem. the king has been lifted to the status of of Orisha that sits at Hashem. the seat of Olodumare. Um, yeah, yeah, and I have have history. We don't live too far from each other, so I, I roll with um Yeye quite often and I've seen her her transformation of uh of the calorie shells that she beats me over the head to give her, um, how, she has together, how she has put together her, her crown, her beating, et cetera, et cetera. And when you have many women that are speaking and celebrating, it's always the privilege of Ifa to sit back and to watch. Oh, so I I'm, I'm going to let the, the vibration, um, I will say this, I will listen to the voice of a black woman before I listen to anyone. So there is oh. there's correct there was correct instruction going. Uh we this religion, this culture came by way of the black mother, by way of, of the of the of, of the aunt of that of a, of the mother. So I salute Obad Obad and what he did and what he produced. That's what I follow. I don't follow anything that doesn't look like yeah yeah. I'm off the right. I say, um, I, 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 I just want to remind everybody that uh, we are asking our listening family to send a donation to build and restore the temple that was originally in New York. And also to um, make sure that we have a temple for Shango and other Orishas that people, a public one, people ask me all the time, how do I go and worship? I don't have any Arishas. Okay, you know? okay. and, and, and we need to know all of that. I want to say that this is not the last of the journey. Mm-hmm. It's only the beginning. Okay. As we okay. share every week, we we want to share uh, experience and, and teaching that the great Oba left to us a legacy, and we're speaking with her. And um, I would I would like you to share how the Oba helped you to rise because what you did was elevate yourself from the common people to, you know, be the royal self that you was born to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and we need uh, that for all our kids, I say. Excuse me. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Her Excellency, Chief Bob. Hello. That's what oh, she dropped off show. again. <laughs> she dropped off again. You know Uh-oh. what? I am going to ask everybody to please just send um, a donation through PayPal because we cannot lose this legacy, this great legacy, So, Ia Baba, I mean, excuse me, Her Excellency Chief Ia Baba Oni Shango Adefumi, the Royal Shango, to the king in back Ia? Yes. I'm so sorry we uh, we got uh, cut off. Oh, there she goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just so grateful to have uh, you sisters on my side 
you know, to help me with my story and to volunteer this. This was all a surprise to me. You know, this was nothing, you know, uh, uh, that I was expecting, but I guess it was in my road, you know. I okay. Okay. And we got uh, so I'm grateful that you were standing there uh, to bring all of this out. Well, mm-hmm. I think all so of divine intervention, all of it, mm-hmm. all of it, because mm-hmm. everyone who pursues this path needs to know what the great Oba did for mm-hmm. our community. Mm-hmm. You know, that because means, it wasn't. And I will have more not. stories for you as well. I said. Well, that's what's because happening. Queen Mother want to hear another now. story. Me too. <laughs> we're just tapping the service now because, uh, you know, this was back in the militant days, and uh, he was very brave, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, during that time, I was only a soldier. Mm-hmm. I was a female soldier, okay? And uh, when everything went down... It went down with uh, soldiers that would uh, take a bullet for the king. I'd like to know at least three people that would take a bullet for the king now. Hmm. Only three. I'd like to know only three Hmm. that would take a bullet for the king. Okay? During that time, there was so much loyalty, all of us would take a bullet. I say. We went to jail with him. I say. We traveled with him. I protected say, him, I and say. we were his soldiers. We were his soldiers. I, I was first before I had any titles. I was a soldier. I, I was a female soldier. And during that time, it was very militant, and things were very dangerous, and people were carrying guns, and doing all kinds of stuff. And um, I can remember we had a... Uh, we were going to a... Re- uh, my godfather was spreading the word about the Yoruba culture. He was really opening it up. I mean, he was opening it up, and people were following him. You know what I'm saying? And he was a good kid. There was no lot of gossip, no lot of adaye, no blah, 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 no blue, blue, blue. You know, just cold-hearted, come on, let's be Yorubas. You know, let's go back to Tahomey, you know? And who you are and where and where you at and let's learn about the ancestors because they're gonna help they're gonna be the ones that help us, you know? Okay. Ancestor worship. You know what I mean? And okay. so he was spreading this. He was spreading it. We were going not only in New York, we was in we went to Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, um we had uh, uh Aretha Franklin's father had a church in in uh, Philly, and he let us come into his church to have our meeting and to spread the word of the Yuba culture so we would have no trouble with the white police. Still they came. We went down a busload. We went down with about, uh, uh, about 10, 11 soldiers, armed soldiers, and we went on into the church, and we started to do what they we, we were going to do. We were very closely uh, familiated with the uh, 
Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. The Black Panthers were uh, like, you know, if we needed them, they were there. It was just the word. It was just the word, you know. And um, we went on down there to meet the friends of the Father's Church, and we were having our meeting. So they sent a spy in there. Some white man got in there, and and, uh, so he took out what we were talking about and da-da-da. So here come the police. They come shooting. They don't come asking no questions. They come shooting. So... Fortunately, the church was built very strong. The pews and everything were so strong that the bullets were bouncing off them, okay? Mm. They started shooting in that church. We had women and children with us, children that were nursing, children that were nursing, carrying on, that we were carrying on our backs, okay? When we went in there, we were minding our own business. We were only spreading the religion. That's it. Okay, like it's supposed to be America. We're supposed to be able to worship who we want to worship in America. Okay? <laughs> so when they come in and they start shooting, my brother says, well, put the lights out. They put all the lights out, and he told us to all get on the floor and start crawling towards the pew. So we all got on the floor and started dragging our babies and crawling towards the pew. They was out there, the police just shooting. So our, our soldiers were shooting back. Okay, I was trying to soldier the women and get the women, you know, out of the way. And so I was told to shot back until we had no more bullets before we gave up. Okay? The place was lit up. The place was lit up with just fire, you know? So when we finally gave up, and uh, they come on in there, so they took us all to jail. We went to jail with the king. The king and all of us went to jail, Ooh. you know? And so they locked us all up, uh, and they claimed that this man that came in a spy, somebody killed him. Okay? So they want to put that killing on all of a whole busload of people. How they going to have all of us going to kill that one man? So they locked us up, threw us in jail, and uh, wanted to take the babies from us, and uh, we really wasn't having that. And so, no, you're not taking our babies. You know, these babies, they're still on the titty. We're not taking them nowhere, you know. So we went to jail with the babies, too. They left mm. us alone. They didn't come in themselves after them babies either, you know. And so, anyway, um, after they uh, put us in jail and everything, and uh, they couldn't get out your room and name spelled right or pronounced right and everything like that, but they said we killed this man, Okay. So now we down there minding our business, and now we locked up for minding our business, you know, and doing something cultural, okay? And uh, when they uh, decided they didn't let us loose, okay, they let all the women out, but they didn't let the men out. So by the time we got to court, the Black Panthers was already there waiting for us, you know? They say, don't worry, as we speak, everything is being taken care of. The man who came to y'all, the barber with y'all, the man, uh, uh, everything is being taken care of, lawyers and everything. So when we got in the court, we couldn't see our men. So uh, the judge said, well, who is here to uh, defend these people? Lawyers popped up all around the room, even a white one. They said, no, we don't want you, we don't want you. Okay, they set him down. So 
we say, Judge, our men are not here. And they keep changing them for cell to cell, and they're not here. You know, we can't be tired without our men. And our king is not here. So the judge made an order to go get all of the men and bring them here. Okay? Mm. So they round up all the men, and they brought them to court. And uh, so we had all these lawyers. We had a black judge sitting. He had a book as thick as a double Bible. Okay? He opened Mm. this book. And he said, now, this is the white man's book here. I have never seen a black man talk like this in my life, you know, especially a judge. But uh, down there in Detroit, I guess they just, they kind of militant down there as well, you know. So he said, this is your book, and these are your laws. And under the law, what you got this man here for? Oh, well, he killed, he shot this man, We, he blah, blah, blah. I said, well, uh uh, did you shoot anybody? They say, uh, uh, no, sir, but they came down there and shot us up, and we were shooting back. And, and, and so and then they got to my brother, and they told my brother, say, well, uh, they found some gunpowder stuff on you, and uh, did you kill this man? And so my brother said, well, no, uh, Judge, they, uh, uh, I guess I do have gunpowder on me. They were spraying gunfire everywhere up in there, you know? So the judge said, well, under the law, so-and-so, so let this man go. He said, now, this is your law. Next. And it went on like that. Okay, under the law, so-and-so, so this is your law. Every person that he turned to loose, he told the white man, this is your law. We didn't even need the lawyers. We didn't even need the lawyers. The reacher was working up in there so hard for us. You know, and so anyway, the Ogun was turning up to loose one by one, okay? We got out of there. <laughs> we got out of there, every last one of us. Every last one of us got out of there. But I say that, hello? Yes. Oh, I say that to say this. We followed the, our king into gunfire. Okay, I would like to know who would like to who would follow the king into gunfire now. I would like it might be one or two. You well, know, it might be I one did, or two. Excuse me, her excellent. I would like to say that we have sixty seconds left, and those of you that are on the computer, we're gonna lose you. But okay, please, okay. Please let please join us next week again for the continuation of Hi, this Chef. magnificent journey. And we will continue on the story being arrested. And I do have some questions that I would like to ask. But I want to thank everybody and all our family. For listening and for letting us have such a magnificent uh, person to to share this beautiful story and to help all of the young to gain their knowledge and appreciation. And don't forget so, your donations. We have an email to send it to. We have a a a, a, a we have uh tell them where they can send it here. Yeah, we have a PayPal email address. PayPal. Yeah. Oh yo tunje M A R Y G 
G-R-E-E-N-O-Y-O-T-U-N-I, I mean, J-I, at gmail.com. Please, please, please keep that uh, commitment to really renewing the Oba's dream. Because I can see his dream of all of us returning to our royal selves and manifesting and elevating what we need to do to get out of the turmoil that's going Mm -hmm. on in our communities. Mm -hmm. And we ask that the village, when we get this uh, uh, going and everything, we ask that the village be cooperative cooperative with us as well as to uh, get the legacy of the temple of the Baba Nana surgery going again. I say, and we will work our hardest hardest to make sure that that is a reality and that the public acknowledge the royal beings that have been blessed to be a builder of the this United States, our ancestors. Okay. And we are okay. blessed for the Oba who brought the dream back to us. And we uh-huh. are blessed to have you, Royal Chief Bab Ia Baba Oni Shango Adefumi, Royal Shango to the King. Thank you so much Mark for sharing this story. Thank you for Thank you, and thank everybody who tuned in on us. Ashe. So we will speak soon, and um, I love you for your gift to the world. And thank you, and we will see you next week. Thank you so much. I will see you then. Odabo. Odabo. Yeah, yeah, Rukai.